Hello and welcome to No Load Time, episode 9. My name is Obed Velez, I'm one of your hosts, and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's good, guys? Thanks, Obed, for the fun intro as always. It's good to be back with you for episode 9 here on No Load Time. Yeah, man, how you doing? Doing all right? Yeah, yeah, doing all right. You know, we just celebrated this holiday weekend, so I know both of us are feeling more refreshed than usual, so I think we'll we'll have a really smooth episode this time, I think for sure. Yeah, we're going to have a, a special episode for you guys. And uh, as always, your feedback is appreciated. Uh, but this is something that we just wanted to do uh, so so you guys can learn more about myself and Joel and um, and what we like about uh, video games. And, and uh, we hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. Before we get into the episode, though, um, here, because this episode is a real special one, like you're saying, it's going to be our, our top 10 uh, video games personally for both Obed and myself. But before we get into that, I did want to uh, address um, something that uh, we want to send our condolences here to the Lee family. Um, we were just hearing the news before recording this uh, that unfortunately, uh, Joan Lee, the wife of Stan Lee, Stan the Manly, uh, has passed away. Uh, unfortunately, uh, she her she actually got married to Stan Lee the same year that he started Timely Comics, which is which would become Marvel Comics in 1947. Um, so it you know she's been there since the beginning. She's the one who told him to create the character Spider-Man, told him to do the character that he wanted to do, not something that he thought would make money. And that's how Spider-Man came out, which many of you know is my personal favorite superhero. Um, so she's a very important person uh, to to many people who are fans of what Marvel is today. Uh, and so we send our condolences here to Stanley and and their daughter. Um, so you know we're very sorry to hear about the passing. Absolutely, she was ninety three, and I, I hope to get to at least eighty five. So uh, so definitely a milestone, and um, uh, we hope that that Stan's doing all right. Uh, hopefully. This sort of thing, it's I know with with you know elderly uh, people mainly. Um, whenever whenever uh, you know your your partner in life passes away, it's 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 rough. Uh, it's a rough time. So we're hoping that then Stan's doing all right, and uh, we hope to see him around for a little bit longer. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. So uh, Joe, uh, just jumping in, uh, we're not going to do our weeks. Um, for this episode, uh, we're going to leave that for next week's episode, and we'll do uh, the review for uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, we will do uh, a few more things that have happened. Uh, but what we want to, what I want to clarify, this is going to be our, um, our our top ten favorite video games. This is our top ten favorite video games. I know this is not the best video games ever list. So this is the the games that we've enjoyed through the years, and and the ones that we feel are our favorites. Um, so Joel, do you wanna do you wanna go ahead and start? Do you have any honorable mentions before jumping into number ten? Uh, I'll actually jump jump right into it, but I just do want to add to that. I'm very glad that you said that that disclosure at the beginning because <laughs> that's the approach that I came to when we were talking about this whole idea before about our top ten games. I was like, well. I know if I was going to say top 10 games of all time, like there are specific games, I'd be like, okay, this has to be in there. But I was like, but yeah. that, as for me personally, 
there's even some of those games that would be top ten that I may not have even actually played much just because of, you know just because of how busy and and the kind of life I live. So you know, playing these games, these are games I've actually fully played through from you know a few years ago to to today. And I'm sure this list will change as the future comes because there's always so much more for the world of gaming uh, and the innovation that, that comes with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, whenever the floor is yours, you can start, and then uh, I'll follow. <laughs> All right, no pressure here. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the first game that I'm jumping into, this, this is probably not something you would suspect about me, um, but I actually the first game I thought of was a game by the name of Ridge Racer Type 4. Um, this is actually nice. the first uh, racing game that I actually owned myself. Um, this game came out in December 3rd of 1998. It was released on PlayStation 1. Uh, and it was it, it was done by Namco. And honestly, for its time, when you placed it, when you played this game, you felt like, oh my goodness, the, the graphics felt amazing, the experience felt amazing, um, the mechanics were just solid. Um, the, you know, I remember playing it. I don't even I don't I never had a glitch when I played it as far as I can remember and trust me that's something I would remember because I really take care of my my stuff. Uh so I get I would get mad when that kind of thing happened when I was younger. Uh still do today, but um you know, playing this game, I remember actually buying a one of those uh steering wheel controllers for PS1. Wait, you did. Wow. Okay, I, that's I, commendable. Yeah, cuz I actually cuz when I played this game I loved it so much um, that I actually said, you know, like I need to have, I need to have a wheel. Like I need to get, for, I was for real with this. So I you're, got some. We're serious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was for real. So I got the wheel, man. And oh my goodness. It's, it, honestly, I could probably pop the game in today because I still have it. I still have my original PlayStation 1. Um, and I probably could pop it in today and pick up and just have a blast because. It's just was such a fun. I can remember all the different modes it had, the different type of races, um, the different vehicles. Just, just phenomenal work by Namco all around. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that was a, a Type Four was, of course, the fourth one on the PS One, right? Yep, it was the fourth okay. one. Okay, that that's the one that had the the cool intro with the girl, or was that PS Two? No, that was this one. That was this that one. Was yeah, we're yeah. singing the song, and you know yeah. the guy's trying to get to her to help the to drive her back to her place. It, it's it's a great great intro. It is, yeah. I remember playing it at, on on the arcade. I never played it on PS One, uh, but I wasn't expecting this one, Joel, from you. That's uh that's pretty cool. That's yeah, pretty cool. yeah, yeah, man. That, that's number ten. I'm pleasantly surprised. Uh, well, um, just real quick before I jump in, I have a couple of honor honorable mentions uh, because this is games that are very important to me, and I, you know, they're not they're not going to be on my top ten list, but I really want to talk about them, or at least mention them. Uh, so, of course, I got Metal Gear Solid Four, Street Fighter Three, Third Strike, Super Mario Brothers Three, Final Fight, of course, Pac Man. Uh, I got Final Fantasy Ten. Uh, the uh, TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, arcade games, and I'm including both um, because, as as I've stated, I think on episode zero, TMNT to me is it's it's huge. Um, so I'm including both, and uh, of course I got the original Legend of Zelda and Ocarina of Time. 
Um, but my number 10, uh, Joe, uh, this was uh, much debated. Uh, I was thinking about this one for a while, but my number 10 is Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Uh, or, you know, if you, if you want to go deep and, uh, and, uh, and, and say the Japanese name on it, but it's, it's fine. Castlevania Symphony of the Night is my number 10. Uh, wow. So this is uh, this was released on uh, the original PlayStation March twentieth, nineteen ninety seven, uh, was the original release date, and uh, I I think this is probably this is in my opinion the best, and I call it two D open world because you you do have a map, you have an open world, you have a hub, and 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 you have a lot of the. Um, I, I want to say a lot, a lot of the elements that make an open world game like locked doors and going back and backtracking and be able to do different things uh, are present in this game. Uh, but I think that just level design, music, uh, the art design for this game is just phenomenal. And of course, you got that crazy uh, the original the original English uh, dub of this game was like die monster. <laughs> you don't belong in this world, and and you know you got the cheesiness on the uh, on the uh, English uh, dub and and on all that, and it just different weapons and all the powers you got. Um, man, to me this was just just an experience to play, and I didn't play this game until very very late. Um, but it I liked it so much that I do a yearly playthrough uh, in October. So this is like my Halloween game. <laughs> so every October, I glad I, I have it on the Vita. I actually bought it twice on the Vita. Uh, I have the PS One version. I have the PSP version, which I think is better. Uh, it runs it runs a lot smoother, um, and they they redid the dub, so the dub is not as cheesy. So you lose that, but then but then you get a smoother smoother experience overall. Um, so yeah. Um, I'm excited for uh, the Bloodstained that's coming out next year because this is going to be pretty much the uh, the spiritual sequel to the Castlevania games, which is pretty much unfortunately dead because of Konami. But uh, we can hope that that turns out all right. So that's my number ten. That's a solid choice for number ten, man. You started off strong there. Yeah, and and it it I I would have put it higher up, but it's just that. Uh, um, a lot of the other games have, uh, I have an emotional connection to them. So I, I cannot wait to see you debate yourself now on these other ones. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh man, this is good. So I'll, I'll go <laughs> jump here into number nine. Uh, so number nine again. I, I think uh, we're made clear these are games that meant something to us. So this is a game that I actually just remember just having a blast playing, and I actually played through it. I think three times. I want to say. Uh, it is the Matrix Path of Neo on PS2. Okay. Uh, I really, really enjoy this game. It's by Atari. It was released on November seventh, two thousand five, um, by Atari, and it is a really fun game because they took uh, all three of the Matrix films, put them into a game, put it from the perspective of Neo. Uh, but they actually made it a game where the consequences had a result on the way the game storyline went. So you could do something one way, and it would change the ending uh, or or the next sequence rather 
um, and and the way the story would would continue to to digress. So uh, there's also an alternate ending to the game um, that's alternate ending to what happens actually in the films. So it had a very strong story, had a really strong um, you know mechanics for the game. And was just a whole lot of fun. If you're if you're a fan of the Matrix, recommend it. If you're just a fan of strong storytelling games, go for it. If you're a fan of shooters, go for it. It's a third person action game, but uh, it was it's it's really a, a lot of fun. Um, you know, easy easy to learn. Um, and and the good thing about this is that the, when we're talking about even just the ending being an alternate ending, the ending itself was actually written by the Wachowskis, so it's not like it's something that some random person came up with. Like they actually were um, involved with the storyline in this game, so it's it's a, it's a game that I remember playing multiple times. I was like, you know what, I gotta add this to the list because because I played this enough times to uh, to say that it's worth my top ten. Yeah, I never got to that one, but I remember playing the other Matrix game. Um, I, I Enter the Matrix, was it called? Yep, they had three different Matrix games they came out okay. with. Yeah, I remember playing that one, and and I enjoyed, you know, I enjoyed it a little bit. It wasn't it wasn't too great, but I did hear that Path of Neo was real good. I never got a chance to got on it, so good. That's that's an, that's another uh, that's a movie tying game, man. Those games usually don't turn out. You know, pretty pretty good, but uh, that's that's a good choice. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, man. All right, so keep going. And this is this one. Uh, this one had a spoiler from we were from we were, when we were talking about um, the NES Mini. Uh, was that was that last week, right? That we were that talking last about week. Yep. last week. Yeah, man, this week's been too long. I've been, I've been, I've been at home too long. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, man! Uh, you can never, you can never be at home too long. That's uh, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but this is Mega uh, Mega Man X for the uh, SNES. Um, I I really liked Mega Man Three on on the NES. Um, that was one of my favorite uh, NES games. But to me, Mega Man X just took it to a different level. You know, the graphics, the the music, the sound effects. The level design was great. The boss design was awesome. Um, that first level on Mega Man X is, to me, the best opening level uh, in in video game history, because it's you. There's no interruptions with with dialogue. You get your story exposition at the end of the level, and then throughout the level, you learn the different techniques that are gonna, you know basically the the basics of the game and you you just learn the basics of the game through the throughout the level and you know you get hype music good boss design good level design it's awesome man um so really mega man x man i really wish they would bring it back uh, even more than the classic mega man because to me x had a lot more substance to the story there were higher stakes and there were better characters too you got zero you got sigma and you got all this character well i guess now they're bringing you know both x zero and sigma back on uh marvel uh, versus skycom infinite but just a proper mega man x game again would be awesome so yeah mega man x is my number nine that's solid dude like I'm telling you, man, you got some good good <laughs> games on those lists. 
so I'm gonna throw again another curveball to you guys here. All right. Um, so for for the next one, uh, number eight, uh, I am going to say Star Wars Battlefront Renegade Squadron on PSP. Uh, I this is the first game that I got on my PSP. When I got the PSP, I, it was actually the first game to be released in a bundle with the newly redesigned PSP at the time. It's the white PSP with uh, the Darth Vader on the back of it. Uh, that was a, that was a nice looking PSP. I, I have it, man. I have nice. it, and so that that was I got this game with it because it came with Renegade Squadron. Man, I just played. I played this game so many times. <laughs> oh, it was so much fun. Um, you know, it, this the story of it is is a little unique. Um, you know, obviously on PSP, there, you know, it's hard for you to get a real cinematic feel. Um, and that, you know, that that handheld, uh, there's only very few very few games that did it. Um, but it was pretty cool because it was it was following um a group of, of rebels that were being led by Han Solo. And, uh, you know, you, you were, you were, uh, there's the, the, what happened after the battle of Endor. Um, so it was, it was really cool to go around to these different locations in the game. You know, you had, you're fighting side by side with these, with these heroes. Um, you had points just like how, you know, in all the, the battlefronts where you can play as the hero yourself. So this game was released October 9th. 2007 um so so yeah it was a really good game cool uh was this uh developed by pandemic uh the guys that did the console versions of uh battlefront uh as far as i know no it was actually rebellion developments was the name of the developer interesting um, so uh, you know i'm not sure where they are today but i'm sure they were a sub of uh, luke's arts oh i see i see man i missed though um those old studios like pandemic and uh there was a lot of smaller studios that used to do projects like this uh some of them were were pretty good yeah for sure yeah all right so um moving right along to uh, my next choice and this would be my number eight pick and this is for the sega genesis slash mega drive streets of streets of rage 2 uh <laughs> originally originally uh released in japan on December 1992, uh, January 1993 in the U.S. and Europe. Um, actually, you know what? Um, let me let me fix that real quick. Um, it was actually released in December in the U.S. and then the following January in Japan and Europe. So it was actually one of those weird cases. The games are developed uh, uh, released in the U.S. first. Um, yeah, man, this game is really good. Uh, this is I actually alluded to this game back in uh, episode one with my song of the show back then. Uh, music is phenomenal. Um, this game did things that I didn't think the Genesis was possible of doing. You know that music, amazing music. Uh, the graphics were solid. Uh, really good gameplay. I mentioned Final Fight on my. Um, on my honorable mentions, uh, I really love Final Fight, and it's because it's uh, not necessarily started the genre of the beat 'em ups, but definitely popularized it quite a bit. Um, the Streets of Rage took everything that made Final Fight fun and and great. You know the co-op play, and um, and you know the beat 'em up uh, gameplay style, and it just 
made it a lot better. Uh, Streets of Rage One, it's it's a great game. It does have its problems, you know. The uh, uh, especially with some of the animations is it's really wonky. You can tell that the budget was definitely not there. Um, but on two, they just took it to a whole new level. You know, bigger sprites, a lot better graphics, frame. Just the the animation frames were were phenomenal. Um, and uh, just very interesting, you know, game design with art design was really good too. And and again, I, I always go back to the amazing music uh, on this game. Uh, so um, highly recommended. I I have it on PS3 on um, when they did that Sega. Uh, they they released a few Sega games on on PSN, and and I grabbed it because I was like, I need to go and play it again. And and it's as good as I remember it being. It's it's holds up it's phenomenal i would like to see a uh, an hd remake of, of this game because it would be it would be pretty sweet <laughs> that would be sweet yep um so i will jump here into number seven now this is a, a classic game uh this is the game known as mario versus donkey kong on the game boy advance uh, i was a game boy advance owner uh, and uh, Mario vs. Donkey Kong was one of the first games I played on there. It was released on May 24th, 2004, and this game is phenomenal. Um, they, you know, Nintendo was the ones who developed it and produced it, and, and uh, they re-released it on 3DS and Wii U, but Mario vs. Donkey Kong, phenomenal game. Each of the levels, the difficulty, um, the progression, uh, you know, it, it, it's a game that I, even if they were to try to remake today, it, it, you know, like it, it's, it's something I would still just keep playing over and over this original game just because of how much fun Mario versus Donkey Kong is. Um, again, this game I probably played near like at least 10 times. I'm not even trying to be exaggeratory. Um, it, 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 it's just it's a ton of fun. Uh, and, and, you know, I think a lot of people these days, they view Donkey Kong one way, but the way this game did it, um, it made you understand Donkey Kong more at the very end. No spoiler on how it ended. Um, so I really recommend Mario vs. Donkey Kong. Yeah, I played that game a little bit, um, and I remember it being just just fun. Um, yeah, and, and that's, that's what I remember of it. I also remember that it, that it just functioned really well mechanically. Um. It, yeah, that's a solid choice, man. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. the way you would word it. You said just fun. Mm-hmm. That's that's the Mario games in, in in a nutshell. But this is one of those I'd say that really stands out. Yeah. 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 Especially for the GBA, this one like like took it to the next level. Um. You know, graphics wise and 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 mechanically. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That good stuff, man. So I got a number seven, and this is a very recent game. Um. And and I've grown to absolutely adore this game, and and I'm probably gonna get some hate mail from <laughs> from, from 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 you know any other listeners. Uh, but Joe, I'm picking Final Fantasy 15 as my number seven. Oh, that's that's good. Uh, I I have as I've told you a million times, man. I am in love with this game still. Uh, I I played the uh, uh, episode Prompto this week. And that was so refreshing because it, the gameplay was so different. And they do give you a little, you know, open world area where you can do some exploration. And 
and they changed a lot of the mechanics but going back to final fantasy 15 it's just man i really love the cast in this game and i really wish i've gotten more of some other characters uh but just by by the time you finish the game and i don't want to really go into the weeds um uh because of two things I, you, you're still playing the game so i don't want to spoil it for you and and i have another game in my list that that ha had a lot more impact um uh when with with kind of like what i'm what i'm trying to say but um i i wasn't expecting to love the the main four guys as much as i did so by the time you finish the game it's like yo these guys are my bros and 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 i love this guys and yeah just everything man just the open you know the the world design and and the places you go just going around in the car and buying you know final fantasy soundtracks and listening to them and the battles the dungeons it was i i there's i i really the only the only thing that that the negative that i have to say about this game is that it took 10 years to come out <laughs> i mean seriously this is the only thing the only negative that i have is like it took too long oh my gosh um but uh man i i i am in love with this game still um i i'm looking forward to uh, the uh, updates that they're gonna have and and some of the other stuff that's coming out and more content uh, that they're putting out there so i really hope that square enix builds on this world and and just gives me more because because i want it <laughs> yeah no that that game is solid from what i've already played um and i agree with you the way that the characters are the main characters you connect with them over time i mean just as yeah. you play it more and more you feel more and more engrossed in these guys and just their humor and what they go through and it's very um very 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 fun to play and and solid yeah. characters solid solid voice acting everything and the soundtrack is uh the music on this game is crazy it's so good it is it is it's so good all right all right man all right. You, you, you can keep going i i'm fan, <laughs> i'm fanboying over here oh no no look out sweaty sweaty nerds on the no little time podcast <laughs> yep sweaty <laughs> so, nerd alert Swinger alert. Uh, so, so the next thing we have here is uh, number six. I'm gonna take it back again. Uh, Spider-Man, just simply titled Spider-Man. This game came out in 2000, uh, August 30th, 2000, and it was released by Activision. Oh my goodness, such a good game. So is this the PS1 Spider-Man? This is the PS1 Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, it, you know, it came out also on Game Boy Color, uh, Nintendo 64, Dreamcast, you know, Microsoft Windows, but I played it on PlayStation 1. So much fun. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the different costumes you have. You know, the story gets you right away because they show you the Dr. Octo Octavius is doing some type of presentation or something, and something goes wrong where... A Spider-Man imposter, you know, um, you know, crashes the scene and causes mayhem, and the real Spider-Man is chasing the fake Spider-Man, and, and it just it just goes up from there. Um, 
you know, I remember at first being frustrated with the mechanics of it because it's a little hard to swing around. But once you get the, the hang of it, um, you become a pro, and, and, and uh, it just keeps going up to me from, from there. The end is a little crazy. Um, it gets a little out of control at the end, but I love Spider-Man, so it's not too out of control for my liking. Nice. Nice. I was expecting something like Spider-Man 2 for the PS2. This seems to be uh, the one that a lot of people prefer, but I remember I remember this one. This one was solid. Just like, I played some of it on the Dreamcast, and, and it was good. Really oh, good. Yeah. And, I, and I know that once, you know, like like someone like like to you who's a really big Spider-Man fan, just to have that that Spider-Man experience in 3D had to be pretty cool. So oh, it was, it was absolutely awesome. good stuff, man. Uh, so for my uh, number six, uh, also got kind of spoiled when we were talking about the NES Mini, and this is The Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. Um, I picked this one over. Um, Ocarina of Time and over the original Legend of Zelda uh, because this was probably the one I, I played the most. Um, uh, this is just overall a phenomenal, phenomenal game. Um, it just took adventure games um, to the next level. You know, the graphics, well, the music was amazing. Uh, and, and this again is uh, for the uh, Super Nintendo uh, original released back in 1991 um it is just that opening sequence and this is one of the things joe that i played uh, the original zelda uh, and zelda 2 a lot on the uh, on the nes um but the opening sequence on this game when when link is just laying down in bed and there's it's raining and zelda's talking to you and and then you go out of the house and it's raining it's it's uh, yo, it's raining, and and the music's so good, man. It just took it to the next level. Uh, the if I would say the only downside that this game would have is probably that it's too easy. Um, you know, it's 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 really handholdy, and and a lot of the Zelda games were really handholdy after this one. Uh, so it, it did become a trend uh, up until like uh, Breath of the Wild, which is the opposite. It was like here you go, do whatever you want, like the original one was. Um, but this one was so good. Uh, just discovering, you know, the, the hidden like holes and the fairies and, uh, you know, discovering how to make my sword stronger by, uh, you know, taking it to the blacksmith and that sequence when Link picks up the master sword, oh man, with that music and that ending music is so good. Ah, it's, it's masterclass, man. It's, it's phenomenal. Fantastic. Zelda, it's good stuff, man. It's a good yeah. choice. Um, yeah, you, you have a solid list so far, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah go ahead. Yeah, so I'll, I'll jump right into number five. We're halfway there, guys. Uh, Mario Kart Double Dash. I loved Mario Kart Double Dash on oh. Nintendo GameCube. Okay. Um, you know... I, I'll just I'm a fan of Mario in general. You heard that already with the Donkey Mario uh, versus Donkey Kong game, but uh, you take Mario, you put him in a race cart, uh, and you just have a blast playing with your friends, playing single player. Uh, it, it was one of those games I remember playing with friends all the time. 
Um, just, just something that, you know, if you had, no one knew what to play, well, you want to play Mario Kart? Yeah. You could play it for two hours. Didn't matter. Three. You just, it, it was, it was the fun party game. You would, you would say, uh, Mario Kart Double Dash. It was released in November 7th of 2003, uh, in Japan, but it was, came out in America on November 17th. Um, so, you know, Nintendo released a solid one here, um, Miyamoto actually provided a lot of the input on how the game was going to be. Um, so so it's, it's a very close-to-heart game in the Mario franchise. Yeah, Double Dash seems to be like the, the underrated one of all the Mario Karts because it's supposed to be real. I haven't played it, but what I've heard is that it's supposed to be really good because it has some very different mechanics compared to the other uh, Mario Kart games. And 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 a lot of people still prefer like the like the Wii version, um, but I just think that the that Double Dash looked pretty good. I know, like I said, I never had the chance to play it, but uh, just that having two guys on the same card, once like the gunner, that was that was a pretty cool mechanic. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I would actually see I preferred this one over the Wii version, and that's just my personal opinion. Uh, I'm not saying one is better for sure, but as for me, I, I preferred this one more. The mechanics itself stood out to me greatly um, and just had a blast. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, Joel, I have a Mario game for you. Yeah, <laughs> my number five. there we go. Yeah, Super Mario World. Oh, um, nice. Real, yep. So the original released on, uh, in uh, 1990 for the Super Famicom. I played it uh, the following year when the Super Nintendo came out in the U.S. Oh, man. Just... This is the best, hands down, the best 2D platformer ever made. Um, I know that there's some guys doing really good stuff nowadays with, with 2D platformers, but Super Mario World, man, it's just it's just still on a, on a different level. Uh, this is one of the, one of the games that um, I, I really want people to experience because it's it's fun to play. It's easy to learn. It's it's big. It has a lot, ton of levels. It has secrets. Ah, it's so good, man. I remember, though, um, when I got my Super Nintendo for Christmas 91, when it came out back in 91, and um, uh, my my dad told me, it's like, hey, you know, you can open the SNES early, like on Christmas Eve. And I remember playing until like 3 in the morning. Oh my goodness! And I was, you know, here's like, you know, eleven year old, twelve year old me going bananas over this game, and it was so good, so good, yeah. man. Uh, so I really have fun memories of, of, of uh, SMW, and and um, again, it's one of those things that I think everyone as as uh, as a gamer should experience. Absolutely, absolutely. That's good, man. Uh, Mario is the way to go. Yeah. Um. So, number four now, right? Mm-hmm. All righty here. So, this one's a little more of a serious game. I debated where to put this on the ranking. Okay. Uh, probably could have been number two easily, but I put it here, Um. I think, just because, again, this is personally, I... I, I I really love this game, but the other games, it's the games that I would go back and the replay value is just so solid or, or the type of game they are. 
But this game particularly made to number four, and that is Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception. All right. I love the Uncharted series. Uh, played all of them, uh, you know, especially the most recent one, Uncharted 4. Um, that was just fantastic. But Uncharted 3, man, the voice talent, um, the graphical improvements, the way it took the PS3 and just gave you these visceral environments um you could just you can get lost in just just the worlds that they've created with the uncharted games it's sound it, you look at it and it looks simple but my goodness it's just it's so amazing the main theme the music uh behind it wonderful gave you more of a backstory behind who nathan drake is you see him as a young uh young kid to first time he meets sully which is what they're supposedly basing the films off of now they're going to show young nathan and um, playing, played by Tom Holland who plays Spider-Man. Yep. Uh, so this game, I think, did a lot for the Uncharted fan. You were already a fan. You loved it. This brought people into the fold and said, I got to play the other ones. Just a great game all around. Uh, great usage of the PS3 technology. Uh, it was released in North America November 1st, 2011. I remember the announcement trailer for this when it came out. I remember it was just one, 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 one. And I was like, what? <laughs> just November 1st, 2011. It was, it, it was, it was fantastic. So uh, I really am happy with Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog's a fantastic developer. They are. They're, they're like, like I, like I said in, in, in a couple, a couple of podcasts ago, they're the best developers in the world right now. Oh yeah, uh, no one can touch those guys uh, on terms of you know quality. Uh, awesome, awesome. All right, that's a that's a great choice. Uh, Uncharted. Uh, I'm glad Uncharted's being represented in in one of, one of our lists at least. <laughs> Naughty Dog getting some love. Yeah, yeah. So Joe, the uh, the fourth one for me, and this is one that I also moved around to up to number two, and I I moved it around a little bit. Um, it's it's Persona Four, mm. um, and uh, so let, and just to be specific, this is Persona Four Golden. Uh, so this is basically the Vita version that came out, um, and I'm I'm choosing this version because it has quite a bit more content than the original release, um, and um, just to be clear. Um, uh, just a quick Persona Five update. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm 94 hours. Uh, I'm I'm pretty much at the point of no return on the game. Um, so uh, I I have a few hours to go. So I'm almost there. Um, so far, uh, the game overall is better than Persona Four. Um, but Persona Four connected with me in such a personal way. Uh, an emotional way that I remember finishing this game when I got the true ending and and I was in tears wow. because I felt like saying goodbye to my high school friends like wow. like I finished this game it's like no man I need to I it's just like school's over and I need to say goodbye to my friends and I don't know if I'm gonna see them again and it was like it got it got me going emotionally and and i think it was it was it was i think it was also because i i finished this game like like two weeks before my daughter was born so i was like very in a, in a very emotional state 
Oh my goodness! So and and that's that's that I I remember finishing it. Yeah, it was it was probably around two weeks before my daughter was born. So emotionally, I was a mess to begin with. Uh, so, um, but it took me it took me a while to finish this game. I I remember I I, I started playing it in probably July, uh, and and I finished it in November. So it took me a while to finish. Um, but man, these characters were so good and and the way you 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 just i i just can't explain it joel it's just it's an experience because it, it's like every character has has a trait that that makes you go man this is really good stuff and then there's some you know a family dynamic uh thing that's going on and and with you know with with Rotarjo dojima and nanako and and the protagonist and i think that was that was another big thing you know the 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 whole thing is is you know a single a single dad with his four year old daughter or six year old daughter, and you know you bring your cousin your cousin in because their parents are traveling the world, and then you know shenanigans ensue, um, and and just their dynamic and how great Ryotaro Dojima was as a character and as a dad, it was it, it was so impactful to me that it was. It was so good, so good. I I could not stop talking about this game, Joel. You better stop me. <laughs> no, you're good, man. This is it, awesome. Yeah, and and it's just that the way that I connected with and and it's funny because a, a lot of people, uh, you know, don't don't like Yukiko. And to me, the the way I connected with with Yukiko's character as you know as like as, as a guy and going what what she was going through was that kind of what I went through as a teenager so I really connected with the character and um and having characters like kanji that are you know struggling to understand their sexuality and being confused as a, as a teen and 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 just all this stuff going on and plus you got all this crazy you know you know angels and demons thing going on it, it's just it's bonkers. Yeah, the way the way the so the way the persona the persona games are like, you know, there's there's gonna be a character or two that you actually just really connect to. It is a niche. Um, it's something that you have to really be into. Yeah. But if you get into it, I know it's something that really has hooked a lot of people into, and and uh, that that shows you how strong of a game it is if it got you there in tears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, on five, I I I've connected with a couple of characters, but not not I mean, not even close to the same level as as four. Well, I mean, it four got to the point where I you know I bought Ultimax, uh, uh, Persona Four Ultimax when it came out on PS3 uh, because Ultimax takes place after the true ending. Uh, between is after the true ending and before the epilogue of uh, Persona Four, so you just to get more story, man, and and it and it had a 20, 30 hour story mode, and I played it because I was like, I I need to get more of these guys because I love these guys so much. Wow, <laughs> it was wow. so it was so good. I never bought I never bought the the dancing all night for the Vita. If I find a good deal on it, I'll probably get it. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, rhythm games are not really my thing, and I I, I could get it just for the story. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, but just 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 going back and and I finished the game and um, 
and and I, when I got um, when when Ultimax came out, um, it, it was like, oh man, I'm back! Like it's like it's like this guy, the, it's it's back, you know. Uh, I'm back. I'm back with my friends. It, it was it's big, man. It's it, it's one of those things that it's it's so good, so good. Nice, nice. Uh, plus, you know, again, we go to art design and and the music. It's it's just flawless, in my opinion. So nice. perfect game. Yeah. See, see, guys, you get to know a little bit more, a lot more about us just from talking about these games. Who would think? Talk about video games and you learn about someone, but this is it right here. You know, you find out more about Obed through uh, his relationship <laughs> to Persona, man. This is yeah, good stuff. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, for my next one here, um, <laughs> I'm going to make you guys laugh. Uh, <laughs> did you get enough Mario? Uh, <laughs> Super Smash Bros. Melee. Okay. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee was is a game that I again played so much of. Between this game and the uh, Mario Kart Double Dash, I played I played this game so many times. I probably played every single character in Super Smash Bros. Melee. Um, this game came out for GameCube. It was released in uh, North America on December third, two thousand one. Uh, fighting style game, and wow, it. it you know, I, I have no no complaints against this game. This game was such a massive success. Um, I, I'm sad that they don't even still produce this game, even though, yes, GameCubes aren't being produced. You, you have to search a lot online to find them. Uh, at GameStop themselves, like if they have it in stock online, it's like $50, I think, still yeah. uh, just for this game, which is... <laughs> I mean, 2001. This game, this game's been around for a while, and people are still playing it. People play People play it competitively. Uh, it, it, on the very cover of the game, it says Nintendo's best in four-player action, and they weren't lying when they said that. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 this game, I know, I know people. Doesn't happen to me, but I know people that this almost ruined friendships. This game, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this game, this can mess up people's families. Um, Super Mario Smash Bros. It's the perfect game to play when the family's around on Thanksgiving. Yeah, hey, th hey, this game's still you know, really You want to play this game? <laughs> yeah, it, it's still it's still very very popular. Um, they're gonna uh, Evo this year has a melee uh, entry, so it's it's still very popular, man. Oh yeah, they, yeah. They, oh it, yeah. The game's very very popular, and and a lot of pa it has a very very passionate fan base. So. Uh, just and just to see it, you know, still around on on the competitive scene after you know, almost eighteen years, seventeen years. Uh, yeah, it's it, that's something to be said about that. Absolutely, it, yeah. it's solid. Yeah. So moving right along, and, and like Jill said, we're final stretch here, the top three, uh, and my pick for number three is Resident Evil Four. This does not surprise me, guys. Yeah. So RE4, master class of level design. Amazing uh, art design overall. Uh, it, it just pretty much invented the over-the-shoulder over camera uh, for shooting games. Uh, the difficulty was perfect. It wasn't too hard. It wasn't easy. Um, it, it was, you know... It's just an amazing experience from beginning to end. That first 
that first um, um, act uh, in the village is just so good. It's probably it's it's probably the best act on 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 in, on any game. I would I would probably I would dare to say that uh, because I've I've played even even more recent games like like Horizon Zero Dawn and even Final Fantasy Fifteen. Um, but the first act on this game is just so amazing, um, and I, I again it just goes back to you know being knowing what you're doing and and uh, you know having the right team. So this was uh, Joel Arena released on the GameCube, uh, but then it came out on PS2, and after that it came out for absolutely everything. Um, I have it on. I played it on PS2, and I bought. I bought the HD version on PS4 when it came out last year um, and replayed it like three times because it's so good. Um, not enough, you know, again, not enough positives. Uh, if, if, I, if I would have a negative uh, to say is that there's no remaster with like full HD uh, assets. Uh, you know, it's, it's upscaled wow. assets and, and some of the assets are, you know, dated, but gameplay wise story wise even you know the the it it's supposed to be ridiculous it's supposed to be you know uh campy horror and and, and you know it it gets scary here and there it's not you know a super scary game per se uh, it's it's really tense and and it's just uh, one of these games that again um you know for for the sake of of games everyone should play because it's one of the games that started a whole trend you know like i said over the shoulder camera uh you know spot aiming it's so good man i can't say anything anything bad about it nice nice that's a good choice again doesn't surprise me like that game being where it is on your list we've talked about it a few times personally yeah yep um yeah yeah it's a good good choice uh, so moving this train along to number two, how much more fitting for number two than Assassin's Creed 2 itself? You knew uh-huh. it was going to make it to the list, Obed. You knew it was going to make it. I, I knew it was going to make it. Yeah, I was waiting for it. <laughs> Assassin's Creed 2 uh, is uh, a part of the Assassin's Creed games. It's a series. It's the second game that was released from Ubisoft. It was released on November 17, 2008. And man, did this game just come and take this franchise off to the next level. Assassin's Creed 1, when it was released, um, you know, some people, a lot of people were hyped about it. And then when the game came out, there was mixed responses for some people. Uh, but this game was the first game that people said, this is what we were promised from an Assassin's Creed game. Uh, it was, in all honesty to you, I played... A little bit of AC1 and was not crazy about it. I liked it, but I didn't love it. Uh, and I stopped playing the game. I bought AC2, somehow played AC2, loved AC2 so much that I went back to playing AC1, and the rest is history. Continued to play all of these Assassin's Creed games, except for a couple of them, like uh, Liberations or Rogue. Um, but it, it, it's a solid, solid game uh, from the story standpoint. It's the beginning of what's known as the Ezio trilogy between uh, Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, and Assassin's Creed Revelations, which is really solid. Uh, these games, you know, they, they take you back through time through history. 
this game made you re-understand what was going on with the actual Creed itself. In the first game, we take a lot of time to describe it, but in this game, rather than having a very uh, not not that Altair was robotic, I don't want to say, but it was very linear. Uh, in this situation, because you get to know more of Ezio as a, you begin right away with him and his family, and then the tragedy that transpires, and they continue this throughout with Uncle Mario and other people uh, in the series, Assassin's Creed 2 really kicks this thing off um, from from a story standpoint, also from a game gaming standpoint, just looked visually so much better than AC1. Uh, you know, it, it, it was such such a great game, and and out of this, they even released um, a short film that they that they put out there, um, the lineage film. And mm. now, uh, just a side note from the Assassin's Creed franchise: there's some reports going on that they're in development right now for an Assassin's Creed TV series. So my hope is if they do a series, maybe they could base it off of Ezio. I'd be perfectly fine with that. I think because there's three games, they have enough time frame to do it if they were to do like a netflix series or something um you know i really fell in love with Ezio because of assassin's creed 2 um really 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 solid game good choice man um i, I know that one was more of a tech demo and two was the real game <laughs> yes that's <laughs> no, true it's it, true. it was one of those things uh but um the only ac that i've played is four uh, i liked it quite a bit uh, but I do hear that uh, everyone seems to agree that two is is the is the best game in the series so it, far. It is. I, I enjoyed it so much that I actually have another copy of it. On I have two copies of it. I have the copy on PS3 and I have the copy on PS4. Um, oh, you bought the uh, the uh, the remaster, the HD. I did. I did. Uh, so so I'm, I I really like this game. I own two copies of it. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's like it's like me with RE4. I have the the one for the PS2 and the one for a PS4. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know you know which game I have very various ports and versions of it, Joel. My number two game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I'm including and I'm including every version of it because there's multiple versions of this game and it has Street Fighter Two. Ah. So you and I'm in Street Fighter, man. Yep. So I'm including, you know, everything from World Warrior to HD Remix. I haven't played uh, the one that came out for the Switch. Of course, I don't have a Switch, uh, the uh, Ultra Street Fighter 2. Um, but I'm, incl I'm including uh, Street Fighter 2 uh, as a whole uh, uh, as my number two. Uh, so I'm kind of cheating, but, you know. It's it's what it, it is what it is. <laughs> it's my, it's my list, and I can do whatever whatever I want with it. That that hey, I'm not I'm not stopping you, man. Go for it. <laughs> so, man, Street Fighter Two. I mean, I spent countless hours, countless quarters at the arcade. Um, I own the the original the original SNES release, uh, uh, Super on the Genesis. Uh, uh, I I got Super and Super Turbo. Uh, which Super Turbo is probably my personal favorite of, of the entire uh, Street Fighter Two. Um, uh, so I owned it uh, on the Saturn while I had my Saturn, uh, my Saturn, my Sega Saturn, um, and I still own the uh, collection on PS2, and I got um, uh, HD Remix on uh, PS3, and I also have. Alpha three. Well, I got Alpha three on the Vita. That doesn't count as Street Fighter two, but I do have a, a, a 
Alpha, and then the Street Fighter Two Champion Edition and Turbo on the Vita as part of the Capcom collection. So I'm I've owned you know multiple versions of this game. Uh, again, it's one of those things that are very important to me as as a gamer, and you know having experience going to an arcade and putting your quarter and waiting for your turn and uh, you know, just the in arcade environment. And to me, the, the the big thing about this game is what's the arcade? Uh, just going in and, oh, there's your friends. You can, you know, play with your friends. Oh, there's this guy that's supposed to be really good. Oh, is he going to challenge me? Yeah, okay, let's do it. And, you know, this 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 whole um, dynamic that uh, was going on at the time with the arcade and myself this game came came out back in 1991 so i remember being in the sixth grade when i first saw it um and then after that man the rest is history i played it a friend of mine so it's like oh this game's really cold you should try it but no one knows how to play and do special attacks so i just grabbed it and, and started you know playing and then uh and then i met a guy that, that taught me how to play and 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 just went from there man the rest is history and i still play street fighter 2 you know, I've been playing it for 27, 26 years, and I, I don't think I'm ever going to stop. It's one of those games that are, you know, embedded in me. And, you know, uh, having having been at the arcade and, and, and going through, you know, a couple of tournaments, you know, local tournaments, small stuff, nothing crazy. Uh, but, you know, being in the scene back in the 90s and, and, and experiencing it is one of those things that, I, that it's just special to me. And... Uh, and uh yeah I, I i it's it's part of me man it's it's one of those games that stuck stuck with me and and it, it's part of who i am oh yeah i mean you know you're serious when you're buying fight sticks for street fighter <laughs> <laughs> yeah back then back then though i actually own one for super nintendo uh, wow uh, because the it was the only one that was that was available in the u.s is a super advantage i still have it um but but I, you know, the, we didn't get any other hoary, uh, you know, the high quality stuff uh, over here in the U.S. Yeah, and I have that stick that I bought for Street Fighter Five. That's, you know, spent two hundred some dollars on it. Just, it's still there, man. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying, man. You're you're for real. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. So, are you ready for number one? Hi, right, Joe. Give it to me. I want to know what it is. Here it is. It is Crash Bandicoot the video game. Another <laughs> Naughty Dog game. And oh man, this this is this is a great game. Um I got this on PlayStation 1. Uh this came out on September 9th, 1996. Single player game from Naughty Dog. And wow. This is the game that began Crash Bandicoot, began the the series of games, but Without this game, you wouldn't have the great character Crash Bandicoot, and they hit this game out of the park when it came out. Um, I, I I love playing it. You know, just the fun quirkiness of it, uh, the the jumping on these boxes and trying knowing which ones you you can't spin to, to crack them open, but you want to jump on top of them to release the little uh, the the fruit coming out. And oh man, I, I and when and funny fact. Um, not to spoil anything, but you actually get to play this same game through Uncharted 4. So when I saw that in Uncharted 4, it just brought a huge smile to my face. <laughs> oh my goodness, Crash Bandicoot. Instantly recognized the music. Um, 
you know, and this character is, 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 is an iconic character in the history of PlayStation itself and the history of Naughty Dog. So there's a lot of love for me for Crash. I uh, love Crash Bandicoot the game. All right. Did you get the, the uh, Insane Collection? I did not, and I really, really, really need to pick that up. Okay. Um, did, did, have you have you have you seen? Uh, well, it, it got it got good reviews because of course those those games are are, are good. Uh, but have you seen that people are going it's like, wait, I don't remember this being this hard. Really, I did <laughs> yeah. not. No, I didn't. I didn't hear that. Yeah, no, it, it it was trending. It was trending uh, when it came out. A lot of people online was like, yo, I don't remember this being this hard. This game is hard. Oh, it's hard. Oh, trust yeah. me. I, I'm. I was, you know, very young playing this game, and I remember how hard it was. And I would play over and over. But it, it, it That's what makes it fun. The challenge of it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um. But yeah, man. I, that that insane collection looks pretty good. I, I don't know. If I I may pick it up if I see it. Uh. You know, on a good deal. But if it's your favorite, man, I highly recommend it because it looks. Yeah. It looks real nice. Yeah, it just came out in June, so I'm yeah. I'm definitely eyeballing it to pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. That's 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 a good number one choice. <laughs> All right. So, Jill, you ready? Let's do it. All right. So, mine, R.I.P. Um, it's it's Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater. Nice. I I was waiting for Metal Gear. It has to be okay. number one if it's not on this list. All right. Yeah. Uh, man, Snake Eater. This is the game that 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 took it to a whole new level. You know. Uh, Two was really cinematic, uh, and 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 for its time, it was, it was f fantastically done. Uh, but three, uh, it just it just took it to the next level, man. The uh, just the, the the game mechanics alone, uh, and the AI. I have never experienced anything like this when this came out. Uh, and uh, this game came out back in two thousand four, uh, originally for the PS two. Um, and just just the mechanics in itself, you know, the the stealth mechanics, the uh, survival mechanics that it had, uh, the the camo mechanics that was mind blowing, uh, and just the the AI was much improved from two. Uh, this this was this was a game that uh, uh, introduced the CQC, the close quarter combat, uh, which all the uh, you know subsequent Metal Gear games have. Um, and and then you get this awesome spy story in the 60s and you know you get a, a young big boss and not you know he's not big boss he's snake uh and 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 you see what what he went through and and why he he became big boss and 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 why he took that that name big boss and made it into something bigger um, because of all, all he went through in the game and just just took this character and elevated it to you know pretty much a legend status um it was just amazing man um again again Hideo Kojima you know master of, of crazy storytelling and uh, just a uh, the, the the level design is phenomenal um I, I when I played it originally I played the original middle the original release for ps2. That had a static camera, um, but I did get a chance to. I have um, I have the HD collection for PS3, uh, and and if you if you're gonna play that, if you're gonna play a version of Metal Gear Solid 3, I think that one that one's the one to play um, because you get 60 frames per second, 
and of course you get you know better shading and 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 just the, the game looks looks a lot nicer um uh, but it the the version that's on the hd collection is these uh subsistence uh or uh version of the game which has uh, an actual camera that you can move around um so it just makes the game a lot better so it was great with a static camera it was great when i played it originally when i played the hd uh remaster um then it was like this is perfection this is the perfect game um i can't say anything you know negative about it again r.i.p because this is one of those things that it's probably dead because of konami and and we're gonna get metal gear stuff that it's never going to be as good as this uh so i'm excited about this stranding let's see what that's all about and um that's my number one. Oh, that's solid man hideo kojima is an amazing amazing creator so metal gear the metal gear franchise you know he did fantastic work with it i think death stranding is just gonna be it's gonna blow a lot of people's socks off i don't think people are prepared for it I think so. I think it's one of the things is like, oh yeah, it's so oh, people are hyping it because you know because of hype. You know, it's being hyped for hype's sake. Um, but I think it's gonna it's gonna surprise everyone. I think it's gonna be one of those things that's like this is like next level stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for real, man. Joel, this was awesome, man. I re I really enjoyed this. Yeah, this is a really fun episode, guys. Yeah. Yeah, so we can we can probably do one 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 of these about our our movies. Yeah, oh, wow, that, yeah. that's like that's hard for me there, but that's, yeah, that, that that's a little bit tougher for me because I that's that's a lot. So, yeah, um, but but we can we can probably squeeze it in one of these days. Yeah, we'll definitely squeeze that yeah. in. I know coming up, one of the things that we'll be we'll be doing for sure is um some Comic Con coverage as that's coming up July twentieth through the twenty third. Um, so look out. We'll we'll let you guys know when we do some coverage on that. Um, you know, for for that event, because excited about all the news coming out of Comic Con for sure, as well. Um, so so excited about the things coming up in the future of No Low Time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, and we we're we're working on a couple of things, guys. And and thanks for your patience and thanks for uh, sticking with us uh, for this uh, for this nine episodes. So Joel, where can everyone find us? Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for sticking with us, guys. Please sure to stay connected through social media uh, by following us at No Low Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Again, that's at No Low Time. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. Give us a follow. It's nice and easy. And it's the way you'll get to know when we have a new episode coming out as well. We want to make sure you please say, subscribe to our show on Google Play and iTunes. Uh, Google Play if you're on an Android, iTunes if you're on an Apple device. Um, this again is another way for you to see the latest episodes. Um, we want to make sure you guys see us. We have these consistently come out each week. Uh, your feedback is also welcome. Uh, as we said throughout the show, that's something that we'd love to hear. Maybe you were, um, you wanted to bring on another point about a game that we talked about today in our top list or give us some feedback on our top 10. Um, you can send us an email at nolotime at gmail.com. That's nolotime at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much, guys, for listening to the show. Absolutely. Uh, guys, your, your feedback is very important to us. That's the way that we know how we're doing. So feel free to send us uh, any mail. So, Joel, as always, I'd like to end the uh, 
show with the uh, song of the show. And this is from, fittingly, Metal Gear Solid 4. And this is Old Snake by big-time Hollywood composer Harry Gregson Williams. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. And uh, you guys have a great weekend. We'll see you guys.